This is Swim Success with Music. Yo, what up, music fam? This is Success with Music. I am Walt. I am your music coach. And again, you're listening to Swim Success with Music. This is a podcast for singers, songwriters, beat makers, music students. We are about that music life. Yo, I appreciate you tuning into the uh, show as usual. And if you are new to the program, uh, besides my bad singing, we have good content for you. For those of you who like to uh, really go deeper into the world of creating music for yourself, maybe for your artists, maybe for selling it. Uh, Maybe you're just new to uh, recording and just want to pick up a few tips. Um, If you could go over to our main website, you will find all of our other episodes. And our main website is at successwithmusic.com, successwithmusic.com. And you can check out our podcast and some other things that we're doing there. And actually, uh, if you've been listening to the show, we were doing some music production tips here in the past four episodes. So there was a four part series that we had going on with respect to the music side of things for, again, music production. Today, we're going to move on into some of the editing side of things. And I'm going to pick up with one particular editing tool specifically. And that editing tool has to do with dynamics, volume, and that tool will be the compressor. So with that, man, I want to go ahead and get into our show. So yeah, as I said at the beginning here, I want to get into compression today. And compression can be one of these tricky tools that's used in music. If you've been around music for any amount of time, been into a studio or work with Uh, some other musicians or producers or engineers, compression is a major deal. I'm not going to get into arguments about outboard gear or software, meaning the differences between or the benefits or detriments between having a physical compressor like in a rack or using, um, you know, plugins and things like that. I don't want to get into that debate today. Uh, What I do want to go into is a high level overview of compression. If you don't really understand it or how to use it, uh, you know, it's really hard to go into arguments about a rack mounted compressor versus uh, some software related things. So what I'm going to talk about today has to do with compression, whether it be hardware or software, the the uh, the principles will remain the same for both. So let's not get fixed on that. Let's just get in on the ground level about what compression is, how to use it. And I'm going to just drop in a couple of examples later on in the show just to give you some ideas as to what can be done with compression. All right, so let's get it. All right, so to make things ultra, ultra simple, especially for those of you who are just getting into compression or uh, wanting to understand it more, compression or a compressor simply deals with volume. That's it. It is ultra simple. Compression is all about volume control or dynamic control. Dynamics deals with how loud or how soft something is. So that is super simple. So if you can think about a compressor 
from that vantage point, it becomes a lot easier in terms of figuring out how to use it. A compressor simply adjusts your volume and it does it automatically based off of the settings that you use. Now, if you are using a digital audio workstation, or I guess you could be using uh, some outboard gear, as I mentioned before, uh, compression can be used on individual tracks or for individual instruments or for voices. Uh, It can also be used in a bus scenario where you have things maybe grouped together or you can use it on your entire project in your master bus. So compression can be used in any number of ways. The problem that I found with compression is that um, it's often misused and misunderstood. So let's get into some of the logic as to why compression is out there and then that way you can use it hopefully in an appropriate way. Compression, as I'm gonna define it, is simply used to help smooth things out. It gives you control over spikes in sound, meaning like sounds that really jump out and pop out at you, or sounds that you wanna bring up. That's what compression does. It simply smooths things over. So that's another way that you can think about it. So from a practical standpoint, I see compression really coming into its own when we are dealing with a vocalist. So I've worked with vocalists where they will, you know, get to a certain note and completely crush that note, but they start to, you know, they're getting way too loud relative to the parts they were singing, singing before. Um, There are times where I have a vocalist and they're not consistent in front of the mic. They're a little bit closer. They're back. Uh, They're looking down at their lyric sheet, so the volume is kind of going up and down. So that's an example of what can be addressed by compression. All right, so another application for compression, a lot of times it's used for drummers, especially if you're miking uh, a live kit. So if you have that snare drum and and the uh, the drummer's just killing the snare, you may want to bring that under control because that snare will wind up potentially peaking or clipping or distorting is another way of thinking about it because that initial tap on the snare or hit can be so loud that it completely uh, just goes outside of the boundaries allowed for sound. So again, that's clipping. So compression can be used to reel that in, to bring it back to where it's not as wild or just volatile. Same thing you know, for your crashes and, and kicks and things of that sort. Compression can also be used for uh, a guitarist. Now, I'll give you example, an example here in just a while where I'm strumming a few notes on my guitar where some of the, the strumming causes there to be spikes in my sound and I want to kind of bring those under control and smooth things out just a bit. So again, it can be used for that purpose. So with that bass guitar player, this compression allows for more control. Those pops will not completely override the the actual notes that actually come after those pops and slaps. So again, it evens things out. So with that in mind, we know why we need it. Now let's figure out how we can use it. Okay, so the average compressor out there, again, whether it be a physical rack or a plugin or software, will have five major settings. Now there may be some variance in these settings or there may be some additional settings beyond the five that I'm gonna mention. But the five that I'm gonna mention to you today are the core elements or the core 
building blocks for just about every compressor that you will see out there. So if you look hard enough, you will see the following five. So let's go ahead and give you uh, the names. And after we give you the names of these five uh, dials or buttons or faders, however your uh, compressor set up, we'll go back and talk about each. So the first thing you're gonna see is threshold. The next, ratio. After that, you should see something called attack. Beyond that, you will have release, and then another button or dial that you will see will be the gain or makeup gain. All right, so let's get into the very first one here, which is a very important one. And, and I will kind of give you just a, a preface here or a, kind of a, a disclaimer. If you happen to be anywhere in front of your computer where you have a digital audio workstation specifically, I would love for you to open up a compression plugin and follow along with what I'm talking about because there are a lot of visual cues that exist in software specifically that will help you understand these concepts more. So again, if you're able to open up, uh, you know, again, a plugin to, to follow along, this will make a lot of sense. And so if you're not in front of your digital audio workstation, go over to our website, successwithmusic.com. Again, that successwithmusic.com in the podcast area, look for episode 44. And on that page, you will get a picture of my compressor that I'm using for today's show. So again, look up episode 44 on our website, successwithmusic.com. So that way you can visually follow along with what we're going to talk about here in just a moment. So typically when you open up your compressor, you will have a diagonal line. And on the left side of your compression plugin tool, the diagonal line will start in the lower left-hand corner, and then it will rise to the highest point in the upper right-hand corner. That line that you see represents where sound can travel, meaning if you plug in a guitar, if you uh, put your mic into uh, and route it through that uh, plugin, you will see along that line where your voice volume or your guitar volume will be. All right, so with that in mind, we're gonna start talking about threshold. And again, I'll come back to that, that line here, that, uh, that diagonal line to give you a bit more detail here in just a moment. All right, so threshold. Threshold really sets the stage for everything. A threshold, as the name kind of suggests, it really talks about kind of a dividing line, a threshold, like you have a threshold of a house or a room. It, it, it's, it represents the edge of something. So for a compressor, it represents this the, the point in which something should happen. So your threshold dial on your compression basically says at this point, something should happen. It tells your compressor that uh, threshold level, that number, when to jump into action. That number, by the way, represents decibels. So in your in your plugin, you should see small letters next to numbers, which will read DB, lowercase d, capital B, DB. And that stands for decibels. And, and if you don't know, decibels, they are units for sound energy. All right, so when you set your threshold, you're saying that at this volume, I want my compression to do something. So that's what a threshold is. It says, hey, at this point, 
there needs to be a difference. And we'll talk about that difference in just a second here, but let me say one more thing about compression. For those of you who are new at this, you can follow what's going on here. In many, many, many instances, compression is used to actually reduce volume after a certain point. And I really didn't say that explicitly. I think that's kind of implied, but I want to say it very directly. I mentioned that compression deals with volume, dynamics, how loudly or how softly certain certain things are. But the word compress means to squish, right? Or to pull back or to compact. And so in many instances, when we are compressing our sound, we are we're trying to lower the volume. So in many instances, not all, but many instances, the compression is used to lower your sound. So if you think about that previous dial that we just introduced, threshold, after a certain point in volume, we're looking for our compression plug-in or rack to reduce the volume. Well, why would we want that? We simply want the volume to be controlled. If the volume is going well beyond a certain point, it can start to create distortion and noise and it may interfere with the overall mixture of sound. So that is the reason why we have a compressor, just in case if, again, I didn't make that very clear. And then the threshold is a very thing that allows us to set the, the, the points of which we want to start to pull back on the sound. All right, hopefully that makes sense. Let's move on to the next thing. So I, I said that, the threshold is saying, hey, at this point, there should be something that will happen. Well, the next dial will tell us what can happen. And that one is called ratio. Ratio in your uh, in your software or even on your outboard gear, it will be uh, there will be two numbers. There's going to be uh, a number that can change, which can be changed by your dial or your fader or what have you. And then there will be a colon sign and the number one. So you're going to have a number, two numbers. The first can change, colon, and then the number one. So ratio is all about ratios, meaning the relationship between two numbers. Those two numbers that I just mentioned, the first number and the next number, which is the number one, those two numbers represent decibels. So with that in mind, let's think about the threshold here. Let's say my threshold is set at negative 12 decibels. I'm saying to my compressor by putting it at negative 12 decibels, hey, anything that goes beyond negative 12 decibels, I want something to happen. Well, that something will be the ratio. The ratio will then say, hey, for every decibel that goes above negative 12 decibels in this instance, something should happen. And specifically, where the ratio is set, that ratio will start to affect the reduction in sound. So again, let me let me say it one more time so, so hopefully you can follow where I'm going here. The threshold will set the point in which something should happen in terms of volume. Ratio will determine, I'll say it in a different way, how much is to happen at that point. So that's that's another way of thinking about it. Now, ratios, they may be misunderstood with respect to compressors. So I am going to give you a quick overview of them. Let's say we had a ratio of two to one, two colon one. So you turn your dial on your compressor to two and the other number will always be one. Again, these represent decibels. Please listen very carefully, especially for those of you who may be more advanced, because sometimes this part 
goes by the wayside or maybe is not understood. The two to one ratio basically means that the number two is twice as much as number as the number one. Pretty obvious, right? So if you were to have, let's say, sound that exceeds your threshold and that sound was the the total amount of two decibels, well, your compressor will bring it down to one. Here's my question, though. What if sound that you have coming in on that track with the compressor is at eight, eight decibels? Where does the sound go? Where is it pulled back to? Because we're compressing, right? So the, the sound is being reduced. By how much? If you came up with the answer one, you are incorrect. One decibel, that's not correct. What's happening is that it's actually being reduced down to four. Half of eight. Think about it. If you have a two to one ratio, an eight to four ratio would be equivalent of that. And sorry, I'm I'm taking you to math class here, but the math is the same on that. A ratio of two to one is the same thing as eight to four. Those relationships are the same, meaning one is double than the other. So anything that goes beyond your threshold will be reduced by half, not down to one. So again, I've heard of some people getting that wrong. So I wanted to call that out very, very clearly. And if you do different ratios like three to one or four to one, you can just simply do your math and you you can figure out how much sound will be reduced after, again, after crossing that threshold, whatever you happen to set it at. All right, so let's uh, talk about the various um, ratio options we have out there. When you're out there moving your ratio dial around, if you bring it up to two to one, that anything below that is considered a gentle compression. It's a very light reduction of sound beyond your threshold, as we as I keep emphasizing. Anything that is up to five to one is considered more of a moderate or kind of a mid-level reduction in sound. So it pulls the sound down uh, quite a bit beyond the threshold. Uh, Anything I would say beyond like six or seven to one, eight to one, those types of things, that's getting into more of the extreme compression. And what you're doing, uh, once you get to that threshold, you're severely limiting your output of sound or the sound energy. I'm emphasizing the word limit there. So have you ever heard of a limiter or a brick wall limiter? Well, that concept is the same. I'm not going to go deep into it. So if that point is lost on you, don't don't worry about it. But for those of you who have heard about limiters or brick wall limiting, that is kind of the, the concept to where you tell sound you absolutely cannot go beyond this point and your 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 software or your outboard gear will make will be very inflexible in that regard. It will completely stop sound at a certain point. All right. So let's go back to uh, these ratios that I just mentioned. When you are using a gentle compression, I personally like to use that on my overall mix. So when I'm getting to doing some, um, you know, finer, um, you know, mixing and mastering and things like that, specifically on the mastering side, I like to apply it to maybe some groups of instruments like my percussion section or to my master bus because it gives me more of what they call a glued sound where the volume of everything is kind of just gelled together but is not rammed together. Where the ratios that are more mid-level, personally, 
I like to use them on things like uh, the bass guitar or an acoustic guitar or even a vocalist for that matter. Sometimes a vocalist is just uh, way too up and down in terms of volume for my taste. And again, that's subjective. Uh, I may throw in more of a moderate compression. And then there are instances where I may go for heavier compression. For instance, if I have, uh, I don't know, I have an 808 or something that I'm dropping into my mix and it's completely out of control. And the initial hit of that uh, sound, that transient as it's called, is way out of control. I may want to bring in the, in the compression to shave off some of that initial harshness or energy while preserving the rest of the sound as it trails off. All right, so as I've been going along, I realized that this is a lot of information and we've yet to get to attack, release, and gain. So let's do this. Let's take a break for this episode and that'll allow you a bit of time to go back and start playing around with your compressor and we can reconvene on the next episode for part two of compression. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast because we will be dropping that one next week. Yo, I appreciate you checking us out. Make sure you go back to successwithmusic.com episode 44. Take a look at the graphic on my compression so you can get an idea as to what we're talking about and then Next week, we can pick it up and finish out the topic, and you'll be a lot sweeter in your editing game. Yo, check us next week, and you better hit that subscribe button right now. Subscribe right now. Do it. gets old. I know there's gotta be a better way for me in this life.